handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Day one of the NFL draft is now officially done and over with. Uh, we got our friend Andrew Thomason on here with us, joining us today. Andrew, how are you doing today? I couldn't be any better, um, and I know we're going to get into it here in just a few a few seconds, but uh, that Quiddy Pay pick, man, I, I spent about, I was up to about 2 a.m. yesterday watching watching Quiddy Pay's film for Michigan, watching all kinds of highlights and things that I could get my hands on. And I absolutely love this pick. Yeah, man. I mean, we might as well start the video off. We're going to be talking a little bit about the second round and how the Colts are going to address that here today. But uh, yeah, we might as well get your thoughts on it. We kind of did ours a little bit late last night but and open, uh, uploaded it this morning. But yeah, Pay. you know, Ballard said that it was a no-brainer when they saw that he was there at 21. They said, yep, as soon as they saw it, they knew what they were making the decision on. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it seems like the Colts found their answer at Edge Rush. So what was your initial thoughts on Quiddy Pay being selected? Well, like a lot of people, Derek, my first initial thought was I was surprised he got there <laughs> at 21. Um, I mean, a lot of mock drafts over the course of the last couple of months have had him going anywhere from top 10 to top 15. And so for him to be there at 21, as, as Daniel Jeremiah said and many others, is tremendous value, first of all. Um, and secondly, I think you're right. I think the Colts have potentially found their, their edge rusher of the future. You, you know, you look at the edge rush group that they had before drafting pay. Al-Qadim Muhammad, Bid Banigou, Kamoko Ture, who's coming off of the second ankle surgery, as we've mentioned before. I mean, those are guys, uh, and Taekwon Lewis, pardon me, those are all guys that are solid, solid pieces, but maybe more rotational players than starters from day one. And I think Quiddy Pay is a guy who can certainly come in and start uh, on day one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Derek and I have been talking pretty much all last night and then today. It's just like, man, that helps you so much, like, because you have all these clump of young guys, right? You mentioned some of those names that none of these guys have fully lived up to starter potential, at least to this point. So now you throw in a guy like Quiddy Pay, who you know is a very solid player, yes, against the pass and also against the run. So you think he could potentially see a lot of time here early, um, and that, I think that's a major benefit over a guy even like Aziz Ajalari, which I know is a big name that a lot of people like, myself included. But Quiddy Pay is just very much a three-down guy; has the potential to be that. So I think that really fits well with what the Colts do. And now you have some options right here in this second round that you can address. Um, and, you know, kind of looking at now kind of the updated list of needs, I think obviously tackle is number one. Uh, you know, it could throw in tight end, throw in wide receiver, throw in corner. Those are some other needs immediately that come to mind. Uh, and there's a lot of picks here that I think would go in the Colts' favor here in round two. Some guys that were a little bit surprised are still available here in this second round. Now, obviously, the Colts don't pick till pick 54, so they have a little bit of time before they pick in that second round. Uh, who are some guys, Andrew, that you have seen maybe that you were surprised are still available maybe the Colts could look to acquire here at pick 54? Who are some guys that stand out to you? Well, I, I'll first off start by saying I'm surprised Tevin Jenkins is still on the board. 
I thought that he was going to go in the first round, given his tape. I don't know if anybody's watched the Brett Coleman film. Uh, fantastic NFL analyst. Does a fantastic job yeah. uh, breaking down college-level uh, players as well. He did a really, really quality video over Tevin Jenkins and just the nastiness that he brings to the table. Uh, so I'm surprised he's on the board still, but uh, I'm not complaining. Um, and, and then some other guys, uh, Walker Little is a guy that I like, although there are con some concerns considering he hasn't played in the last couple of years. That's understandable. Uh, Dylan Radins out of North Dakota State is another guy that could potentially be there at 54. Um, you look at Liam Eichenberg, obviously Notre Dame guy, maybe pairing him next to Quentin Nelson, reuniting him rather. Uh, and, and uh, the Colts are certainly going to have options. That, that's for sure. And honestly, uh, Sam Cosby, excuse me, that's another name yeah. who I really, really like. Um, he is more, in my opinion, of the prototypical left tackle, the 6'7", you know, 280-90-plus pound uh, tackle who's able to not only get out in space, which is part of what made Anthony Costanzo really, really good, is being able to move and get to the second level and even the third level. And I think Sam Cosme, that's one of his, his greatest strengths. Um, now, if it were me, I think uh, I would trade up to, to grab Cosme or grab uh, Dylan Radins. Um, I think Walker Little and Liga Meikenberg might be there at 54, but, I mean, you're going from 32, or 33 rather, excuse me, all the way to 54. I mean, that's quite a ways to go, and the, all the offensive tackles could be gone by then. So if the Colts are really in love with one of these guys, I think it's in their best interest to trade up. Gotcha. What about a guy like Tevin Jenkins, who you mentioned? Do you think that's worth a worth a trade-up potentially as well? Uh, then we we'll move up and maybe get that guy early in the second round. I mean, we saw the Colts do this last year for Jonathan Taylor. They moved up in the second round, and they got their guy. They felt like he was elite talent, and they couldn't let him go. Do you think that's potentially an opportunity that the Colts would take advantage of? Oh, absolutely. I think there are two guys that are worth you know trade-worthy. Uh, are worth trading up for, rather. That is Sam Cosme, and that is, as you mentioned, Tevin Jenkins. Two guys who are just uh, solid, solid tackles. I mean, I mean, they're... I, I honestly think that, like I said, I thought they both would potentially go in the first round. Um, I, I was kind of surprised. I think a lot of people were when Alex Leatherwood went as high as he did. I thought yeah. he was more of a second-round talent, as did a lot of people. But, like you said, I'm not complaining. And uh, Sam Cosme in... in uh, excuse me, I'm drawing a blank on the, the second name. Yeah, Tevin Jenkins. Jenkins. Thank you. Tevin Jenkins is both our players that, in my opinion, are absolutely worthy of trading up for. Yeah. What about wide receiver? Because there are a few wide receivers that are still available here. Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall, Rondell Moore. It's a couple names that, that come to mind. Uh, would you potentially be interested, if one of those guys is sitting there, say at pick 54, would you be interested in the Colts maybe looking at one adding another weapon for Carson Wentz? As intriguing as that might be, Cody, uh, to me, offensive tackle is the bigger need. You, uh, right now, your starter is Sam Tebby. You cannot go into the season with Sam Tebby as your starter. Ask the Chargers how that worked out for him. Ask Justin Herbert, who was on his back quite a, quite a bit last season. Ask him how that worked for him. I mean, that's just, it's, it's a no-go for me. And so, um, as much as I like these receivers, I like Elijah Moore, who's extremely explosive. I certainly like Rondale Moore. Uh, and I like Terrence Marshall, although I think he has a similar frame size to that of Michael Pittman. I think offensive tackle is far and away the bigger need there. And I think the Colts would be, uh, I think it'd be a little bit silly if they were to go receiver over tackle, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I, I kind of think that the only way we would go wide receiver is if we were able to trade back a couple picks, maybe get 
um, another couple picks to add into a third or fourth rounder. But, you know, I think we'll address that later in the draft. Now, I mean, this seems unlikely, but Frank Reich has not necessarily closed the door on this idea. He did say that he was open to allowing Quentin Nelson to be a left tackle if they felt as if they could get a better player on the inside than what they would get at a left tackle position. So say, you know, Cosme or Redunce and, you know, all of these guys and Jenkins, all these guys go before the Colts are able to move to 54 and they don't feel they can get something. What do you think is the likelihood of them getting a guy maybe like a Wyatt Davis or a Landon Dickerson who, you know, they played multiple positions. They're guys that mostly play on the inside, athletic, great players that can play on the inside and move Quentin Nelson potentially over. <laughs> well, and I chuckle because Kawhi, Kevin Maway, pardon me, uh, and Chris Strauser are both kind of stressed, not really wanting to move your potential Hall of Fame guard to another position because he's so good at where he's at currently. Here's something interesting that I'll point out, and I want to give credit to my coworker at Stampede Blue, Zach Hicks, who pointed this out on Twitter early this morning. Chris Reed is a veteran guard who the Colts brought over from Carolina. And if the Colts were to shift Nelson over to left tackle, in my opinion, and in Zach's opinion, and I'm sure in many others' opinions, uh, Chris Reed is the uh, perfect option to fill in at that left guard spot. Sure, he's not as, obviously, solid as Quentin Nelson. um, Doesn't have, obviously, any, you know, all pro selections or pro bowl appearances or anything. But nonetheless, he's a solid piece to fill in if they were to move Nelson at left tackle. And I will say, Derek and Cody, if the Colts were, in fact, going to do that, if they were going to move Nelson over to left tackle and Chris Rue was thrown at left guard, I wouldn't have an issue with a wide receiver or a tight end. Tommy Tremble with Revan Jordan out of Miami. Those are two guys, two names that really stand out to me. Maybe a little bit higher uh, than what people expect him expect them to go, excuse me. But if the Colts, like I said, if they were to move Nelson to left and insert uh, Chris Reed or whomever at left guard, a wide receiver or a tight end would make most sense at pick 54, in my opinion. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. So what about trading down? I mean, I think this is kind of potentially a popular option here. Say the Colts feel like there's you know, a bunch of options they still have at 54. They're like, we feel like we could trade down and get more value. First off, how far would you be willing to trade down? You know, would you trade out of the second round? Would you just trade down of the second round? And who are some guys maybe later on in that second round that you would potentially be interested in? This is going to seem like a cop-out answer, but I, I'm, I, I am, if anything, I'm team trade up. I really think offensive tackle is a just – it's such a huge need. I mean, Anthony Costanzo, and, and again, I want to give credit to Stephen Holder and Zach Kiefer, who do a tremendous job over the over at The Athletic. Um, they said on their podcast yesterday, or was it a couple days ago, pardon me, that Stephen said that I don't think people are going to realize how good Anthony Costanzo was until the season starts. I don't care who the rookie tackle is or whoever fills in for him. They're not going to be as good as AC. And he's absolutely correct. That's that's yeah. just the reality the Colts are going to have to face. And in my opinion, yes, Carson Wentz is obviously way more mobile than Phillip Rivers. I could probably outrun Phillip Rivers, okay? Let's just, like, I, I, that's just reality. Um, but no, I, Carson Wentz is, is obviously more mobile than Phillip Rivers. But 
I'm not comfortable, nor should the Colts be, with Sam Tebby or Julian Davenport at left tackle, period. They're backup rotational players at yeah. best, and they should not be starters. Should I remind the people that are watching this, Colts fans and whomever else, that Julian Davenport was the starting left tackle for the Houston Texans in 2018. Let me give you a quick rundown of what that, how that went for Deshaun Watson. Go ahead and ask him. <laughs> he was sacked over 60 times. The yeah. man took a yeah. bus to an away game because his lung had collapsed oh, yeah. because of his horrendous offensive line play oh. in part because of Julian Davenport at left tackle. Okay. Carson Wentz has had some injury concerns, obviously. Let's not add to that by giving him a left tackle that in just three years ago got his star quarterback killed pretty much by inserting him as the starter. No, 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 no. I just, I, no. no. I am team, I, I know I, I am team trade up all the way. In my opinion, Sam Cosme and Tevin Jenkins are the two guys that are absolutely worth trading up for. I mean, I guess to answer your question, maybe if they were to trade back and pick up an additional third, uh, or excuse me, a third round pick, obviously they traded away their, what they had for the car, for Carson Wentz. But uh, if they were to trade back, I, again, I look at guys like Tommy Trimble, if he's there, Brevin Jordan out of Miami, those receivers yeah. that you mentioned, Terrence Marshall, Elijah Moore, guys that could potentially be there mid mid to late second, early third round. But again, um, and I hate to sound like a broken record, so my apologies, but I am full on team trade up for a left tackle. It is that big of a need in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, don't don't get Zach Hicks started on Julian Davenport. Ooh, uh, or any of those. He said, he said that he actually thought it was a joke the first time that uh, the, the Colts were signing him because, like, you know, I think they said, what, he's played in 24 games over the last few years and has given up 16 sacks. So, you know, giving up nearly a sack a game, I mean, that is terrible. Um, but, like, what about what about some corners here? Andrew, because I know that we kind of said throughout the draft process that, you know, maybe if Ballard does trade back, he gets that extra pick, he might use that on a corner. And, you know, there's outside of the big three that we all talked about with J.C. Horn, Certain, and Caleb Farley, nobody has really been taken anywhere in the secondary right now. There's plenty of decent corners still left and safeties for that matter. I mean, do you think that's still something that's on uh, – the Colts' radar, or only if they trade back? Yeah, I think it's still on their radar, Derek, and you made a good point. If they were to trade back and pick up a third-round pick, um, I could see them going corner of safety. Trevon Mooring out of TCU is still on the board. Halston Adebo out of Stanford, who is a guy that we've mentioned on here before. Zach Hicks has mentioned. I mean, Colts reporters have mentioned. Uh, I mean, he seems just like the the all-around perfect Chris Ballard selection, right? Paulson Adebo, that is. And uh, I, I like him a lot, uh, just as much as everybody else does. And uh, to me, if, if they were to trade back, um, yeah, I could see them taking taking a, a corner, maybe a safety. I don't think safety is as pressing of a concern. You bring in Sean Davis, you have Julian Blackman, you have Kari Willis, you have George Odom, who obviously is more of a special teams contributor, but can come in and play safety for you at a decent level. He's not going to be Willis, he's not going to be Blackman. Um, but safety isn't as large of a concern. To me, you can wait until maybe the fifth or sixth, maybe even seventh round to address that position. Uh, but if they were to trade back, I, to answer your question again, it, it's got to be corner for me. Um, you take a, a tackle in the second, uh, unless they trade that pick away, obviously. And then if you have a third-round pick, then you, you take a corner. 
Um, I impulse if a pulse and a Debo is there, then that's then that's the no brainer pick for me. Gotcha. Hmm. Awesome. Well, it's going to be a fun second and third round, second second day here of the NFL draft. It's awesome that there's so many prospects still available at this point that really could fit what the Colts want to do. Uh, so I'm excited to see what the Colts do. Five more picks as it stands right now because obviously they didn't trade out. Uh, but Andrew, any parting thoughts here on this second day, rounds two and three? I would just say that I'll be genuinely shocked if the Colts don't take a tackle in round two. I genuinely mean that, and I know I've mentioned that four or five times now, and people that are listening to this are like, okay, dude, how many times are you going to bring up tackle? But it's that big of a need. It's, and I think we know how smart Chris Ballard is. He was asked last night about how he would potentially go about addressing left tackle. He gave a very generic answer. He's not going to tip his hand because then that potentially puts him in a bad position. Uh, so I would be shocked, like I said, if they don't take a tackle in the second round. I know that uh, that's something that uh, I don't want to say is expected necessarily, but I think it's it's high up on their board, in my opinion. It's not anything that I've heard. It's just a, it's a pure a, a guess or speculation, but it's got to be right. I mean, just with the departure of Anthony Costanzo, as I mentioned, is is so uh, it's it's huge. I mean, it's it's you know he was a he was a cornerstone stable uh, left tackle for the franchise for the last. 10 plus years. Um, and you know, he's, he's not easy to replace. And I think the Colts need to, to, to spend the right, right uh, quality draft pick on him on the replacement for Costanzo. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So what do our listeners think? Do you guys agree with Andrew? Would you like to see the Colts address the offensive tackle? Would you like to see them trade up? Would you like to see them trade back? Would you like to see them stay at pick 54? Let us know in the comments below. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.